Don is giving away with every pair of skates, Kubasaw in a glass. So, what do you do with Kubasaw? Kuktus? Kubagram. Kubage Patch Kids. Kaboots. A better mousetrap. Kub a saw. Golan. Always first class. With every pair of skates, you receive Kuba saw in a glass. Compliments of Golan. Amazing. <laughs> I thought you'd like that one. You're the best. Oh, God. <laughs> that is Karate Kid style. Oh, that's a little bit of big flavor. That fucking goal line commercial. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> glass. You didn't. You couldn't really tell, but there, they're like, here's all the things you can do: make a a Kuba patch kid, <laughs> or like a ku- a Kubasagram or something. I don't know. It's they cut like a Kubasaw open and wrote on the inside. It's ridiculous. So this is episode 13 of the Mezzanine Sleepover. Welcome, welcome, welcome. For those of you listening, you've waited a, w- a week for this. And for us, we talked, uh, we we finished up episode 12 uh, three minutes ago. Yep. Uh, that I almost deleted. <laughs> but uh, it's there. Actually, you know what? I've been sitting here for a week in front of this gondola pizza. <laughs> yeah? No, not a lot of action on the pies. No, no pies. <laughs> not really. I've seen one person. I haven't seen the delivery driver come out. Nothing. Oh, wait, you know what? I think they're closed now. Oh, okay. Fuck, now I can't get a pie. So, um, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to assume between weeks 12 and 13, thank you all for the wonderful feedback. Yes. You know, I, I know uh, you're welcome. I know it was a great episode 12. Probably the best one we've done. It, and, it really was. And we're here to hit it out of the park again with episode 13. As always. Uh, so, we are doing 80s. Yes, uh, we are. Last week, we started with our 80s mixtape project we did a 90 minute mixtape 45 minutes per side each yeah and last week we went through side a yeah and now this week we're gonna work through side b there are um i know we all we said it not even an hour ago for us but seeing as again it's a week later yeah uh let's talk about how we constructed these things uh what are you doing over there me? Yeah, I'm hearing some buttons. Uh, my phone keeps. I'm on my phone, and I keep having to type in the uh, my 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 uh, password. My password. Ah, all right. In garbage. Uh, actually, before we get into that, uh, before we get into the mixtape thing, one thing I wanted to mention: uh, sad, sad week when I uh, got my library card at the North York Library. Yes. <laughs> and then called you because I was going to find that CD. If 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 you recall. Um, musical finds, which is many episodes ago now. Yep. And you talked about trying to find a piano track yep. that you've been searching for for what ten years? That we used in our wrestling that my sister owned when she was taking piano, and I used it for the chess master as his theme music. And uh, I could never find it. And then I found a copy of it in North in 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 the library in in North York. There. Now the North and York I filed library. It away. If I'm sitting. What? I'm sitting facing my computer in my living yep. room. If yep. I swivel my chair around, I can see the North York Library out my window. 
Amazing. It yeah. was funny because when you were moving, I was like, fucking right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I can't can, wait till you move. Yeah. I can just step over there. And North York Library is a huge library. It's six yep. floors. Yep. Uh, so a couple of days ago, uh, I had I took Monday off. And one of the things that I did was I got myself a library card. Right. And uh, and then immediately went to the CD section, give you a call. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> and that fucking CD, what like a piano tutorial CD? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a Royal Conservatory of Canada or some music, some piano repertoire learning CD where a guy talks and introduces the tracks, and then the tracks play single piano, like just simple stuff. And, and someone's fucking out. Someone took it out. Someone took it out. It's been in for like three years since I found that listing. And there it is. I just wanted to get my dirty hands on the track and finally add it to my to my uh, to my collection and it's eluded us. So uh, eluded me for another another few weeks. So it so. should be back, though you can return stuff to any library in this fucking city. Yeah, I can imagine so, how long it takes to get back. So so we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, whatever. I appreciate the thought. Yes, of course. Uh, so with the back to the eighties mixtape. So my goal, we each had, we each kind of took this in different directions. So my goal with yeah. my mixtape was uh, to get as much of a mix of stuff in there as possible, crammed into the you know forty five minute aside format. So yeah. there's power ballads. There's uh, cock rock. <laughs> there's yeah. there's regular old uh, rock and roll. There's some. Uh, some I don't know, call them new wave-ish kind of stuff. There's hits, like things that are just obvious, and then there's oh, things that, that are hit. yeah, the hits. Uh, then there's stuff that really there's no song on here that's completely obscure. Uh, most people that will know almost everything on here, but some stuff that you wouldn't necessarily if you went out to a bar night, eight uh, eighties night, you wouldn't hear it. And when um, you dropped last week that what Jermaine Stewart? Yep. That was that was an amazing little uh, a little track I yeah, gotta say yeah so so that was that was the goal for my tape and then of course trying to construct it in a mixtape fashion so strong opener following yeah. up strong kind of you know smooth in the middle then you hit them <laughs> hard and then you kind of take it to the end and, yeah. and and close close with a something memorable so that's that's my goal and you'll hear that on my side B this week and you yeah you did you did a good job of doing that I took a little bit of a different path. I went through lots of different thoughts about what I was going to do for this mix. I had a lot of theme ideas. In the end, I just decided to go with, uh, here's songs from the 80s that I really, really like that I didn't listen to when they were out at all, or even in the decade. Um, so it got a little bit deeper, I think. Um, and I didn't really follow the mixtape rules. I didn't try and construct something uh, intricately. I just tried to kind of follow it uh, chronologically of the time that they were out. It was very uh, early 80s, uh, top heavy. Um, but I, I think it turned out pretty good. And I'm going to continue that with side B. Yep. Um, and, you know, so spoiler alert, it gets a little, it's about 85 and on for this week. Okay. So if you're into, if you're into stuff from the, from the mid and late 80s, this is your fucking podcast. <laughs> this is it for you. And there's going to be some interesting stuff because there's some ways that I could have gone with some of this stuff. And I ended up not going that way, so I, I it made it a bit of a challenge. And I think you're starting off again, right? I will start off. I got ten tracks. Yep. Um, and my my last two I will combine because you'll see why. If you followed last week's, you'll know. But uh, we're gonna kick it off, and, and this is one where I I tried to kick it off strong, and uh, it's uh, I think it's thematically appropriate. So uh, give it a shot. Oh. 
<laughs> so this is um, this is Killing Joke, a little bit of a post-punk band from the '80s, um, and it's a song called '80s. And I, 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 what what kind of drew me into this one was years ago hearing it, not you know in the last decade or so, and you know the comparisons that were made with um, with Come As You Are by Nirvana. Yeah. How it's almost note for note on the on the opening riff. So um, I quite enjoy this song. It's a little unique for 1985, just from the sound, um, uh, the the production, the you know kind of the, the guitars and so on and so forth. I, I like it. It's got it's got that uh, unique feel to it. There you go. Yeah. And it's called 80s. I like songs that that, that uh, describe the time you're in. <laughs> yes, I like when rappers talk about years and completely date their songs. Well, 89 is the time. 90 is my, my year. year. Yeah. This is the 80s and Loke's going with the ladies. <laughs> like, at least the killing joke here, you know, encompassed a decade, for God's sakes. You know, the, the other part about that Tone Loke comment, that song was yeah. done in, what, 89? <laughs> like, wh- yeah, I, why, why would you drop an 80s reference a year before it's over? <laughs> I, I don't really know. I don't, I, I don't understand. Uh, my old well, tone loke, but anyway, that's how we got from killing joke to tone loke. My open rhyme. My opening track is probably the most obvious thing on this whole thing. All right, go for it. Yes, <laughs> I can let it play for a little bit. Okay. So, um, yes. Def Leppard, Animal. Yes. yes, that's my tweet, my twet for the night on that. Twet, uh, yes, yes, yes. I, um, I used to, um, I, I listen to music when I sleep, and nice. I'd always have dreams, and when, uh, when Pour Some Sugar on Me would play, something super awesome would happen in my dream. <laughs> nice. Like, I loved that song so much, it was my favorite song from this album, and then, oh, hold on here. Damn it. It's fucking ridiculous. It's so good. Oh. All right, so continue. So I, uh, anyways, I, uh, and then I started listening to this song. And I was like, this song yeah. is the gem of the album. This song is the five stars. Um, I dubbed it five stars. I was living in Ottawa. And I was like, fuck it, this is five stars. Boom. Yep. So anyways, Animal, well, Def Leppard. Hysteria for me, and we can have a discussion, because Hysteria... I mean, I bought Hysteria, and it was a banner day. I probably bought it in 88, so or no, probably 89, so like two years after it was released. Um, it was big in grade six, huge. And, um, you know, Hysteria is the great, like, you know, side A, like, over and over and over. Yep. Side B is actually quite good. But, um, you know, for a, for a, for a hard rock album, um, I 100% concur with you. You get hooked in by the single. Which is the throwaway song. If you've ever watched the um, Behind the Music, not, not, not the Behind the Music, whatever the one is, the making of the album, classic mm-hmm. albums, which I bought <laughs> of Def Leppard's Hysteria. <laughs> it's because it's so good. Um, this is Animals, the song they worked on the longest. And it fucking shows. It's so good. Like, Pour Some Sugar on Me was a throwaway. It was like, let's just add this to the album. It's a good riff. And of course, that becomes huge. Um, but Animal was the labor of love for these guys. And it was the one that it didn't pay off for them. It was not a big hit. No, but it's it's but it paid off for me because it's great. Well, it's paid off for. I love this song. I love this is this is like that part of my life 
like encapsulated all in one. Five stars, 100%. Love it. Best part of this uh, podcast, Animal. Way to go. He may as well turn off the podcast now. Just shut it off. There's nothing else. You've heard Animal. You're done. (laughs) All right. So uh, track two. Good choice. Over to you. I love that. Track two for me. Uh, Well, you just play it. All right. Fuck, with the fucking uh, big-ass earphones in, headphones, just... (laughs) This is a song, this is um, Smith's, and this is House of Now, and this is um, an obvious Smith song to pick. It's the most, probably, accessible Smith song that you could possibly choose. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not a big Smith's fan. This is, what, 1985, Meet His Murder. Um, For me, this is a song where it's like, if this came out today, I'd be, like, so into it. Just everything about it is like what I like to listen to now. Yeah. Got into this. I, I, I could probably pinpoint when I may, maybe got this, or maybe it was uh, Crowded House, Don't Dream, the, uh, Don't Dream It's Over, but it was one of those two songs. And I think I, I remember when, 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 we first, when I first got iTunes, and, you know, um, I remember getting a, a something from you of, like, all your MP3s. I think this might have been on there, but maybe not. But I remember getting this, and it was like a revelation. Um... If I had this song, it would be the only one I had because I'm not a big Smiths or Morrissey fan. But no, I mean either. I have like maybe, maybe a half, maybe a half a dozen tracks, but this is a standout for me, and uh, I, I do. I think it's got everything that I like. It's got that ambient feel, kind of slow, the cascading guitar lines, just fantastic song. Uh, my next song is uh, it's it's a I've learned that it's not everyone's taste. Okay. <laughs> It's some, though, um, so we'll see what you think. All right, go for it. No, Slide, no. <laughs> My wife loves pretenders. Yeah? Yeah. I, I've never... It's not a bad song. I like it. It's uh, one of the records my parents had in the old jukebox. Nice. So it's it's got that nostalgia feel to it. Yeah. Um, and I used to go to uh, in Ottawa on Sundays. I went to uh, uh, this bar called Babylon for their mod club night. Nice. And uh, th- for some reason, like one day they played this song <laughs> at the bar. I was like, all right. Yeah, yeah. A little interesting, but anyways, yeah. So some uh, some pretenders there. They're special. Yeah. No. I mean, it's not the worst song. I'm not saying that, but I'm not. I just, I'm not a big Pretenders fan. But I can see, like, I don't begrudge anyone for liking them. I'm offended. Uh, Mezzanine <laughs> sleepover is over. It's all done. Shut her down. We're, we're gonna do our spin-off shows where we just bash each other. All right. You know what? Right. I will. I will make it up to you. All right. Here's my track three. <laughs> Oof. super loud it's great so this is world's famous supreme Gear. uh kind of part of the uh, malcolm mclaren you know posse yep hey dj this is 1986 off their 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 album entitled rapping <laughs> it's all an album of what they're doing and of course you know um as i mentioned last week i mentioned um that there was a uh, that there was a mariah carey feel well, here is um, the sample from Honey. A uh, strong sample from Honey. 
And of course, the the uh, the episode twelve intro was Stacy Ladisaw's Attack of the Name game, which is um, sampled by Mariah Carey and Heartbreaker. So it's been that kind of a couple weeks for for the poop man. Again, I just want to be like driving around the city at night listening to yes. the radio and have this shit playing. I know, it'd be like you're it'd be like a GTA. You'd be I, in GTA listening to one of those custom <laughs> uh, custom radio stations where just plays like 80s hip hop. I remember, I guess it was uh it was when I was driving down to Green Bay a couple of years ago. And I'm going yeah. through Minneapolis and I and I decide I'm just going to try to find one of the local radio stations. Uh-huh. And I found one of their rap stations and all they played was Heavy D. And it was so, so it was so fucking good. Heavy <laughs> D's great. Yeah, it was. I was like, "What is this? this? Is fucking great!" And it was all heavy D. Oh man. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so um, I wanted to get a mix of different genres of uh, '80s music, okay. and I needed some Canadian. <laughs> so yeah. I actually had one different song on here, and then I switched it so I could kind of kill two birds with one stone. Okay. This is a throwdown, a showdown. <laughs> Hell no, I can't slow down. It's gonna go. First offense. All the mix. Okay, party people in the house. May I have your attention, please? In a moment, the beat will be played in many parts. So good old Maestro. Yep. Right here in Toronto. Then known as Maestro Fresh West. Ah, uh, yes. This is a great. He's a great name. He's not only a Maestro, but he's also fresh. And because he's a maestro, he's always dressed up as a maestro. He's got the like conducting with the stick. tails. Yep. He's got the little baton, yeah. Because he's conducting things as, as he sings later on. Yeah, it's in his second album. So anyways. He's got a lot of things that make this song good. Including that sample right there. So anyways, everyone knows this one. It's a good song. Did you see Maestro? Were you at the Maestro concert at, at the UW that time? I was. Yeah. Did you ever? I think I was. Um, uh, no. Mistopheles. Uh, yeah. Their Meister was going to do some freestyling. Yeah. And uh, he wanted um, to have a word that he had to put into the song. Yeah. So Mistopheles suggested that he use the word power bomb. Nice. Which he did. <laughs> I did not know that. Yep. <laughs> That's amazing. Back when everything we did had to be wrestling. Of course. Of course. Um, I was going to put some young MC in there. Yeah, uh, that was originally I'd, I I come off, and then oh, I, that's a great choice. Yeah, I, and and then I was just like, I need to do the Canadian thing, and I didn't want to drop any other songs, so, like because how you know what would this mix have been without that Pretender song? You know, that's true. That is true. <laughs> what would it have been? Hey, you know what? I, you mentioned I come off, and uh, we have to mention the great one of the greatest rap lyrics of all time. I'm coming off like the clothes on a hooker. And I can fly like Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yep. <laughs> Best. That song is amazing. I like that song a lot. It's a great song. And I, and it's yeah. it's the greatest kind of rap where you rap about how good you are. I know. Like the it's whole the rap song. song. Yeah. Yeah. Which was funny because Young MC was pretty fucking terrible. He was. Overall. And oh, That's one so. of the, on a future sleepover, we're still going to review Brainstorm. Oh god, that's, yes. That's going to be the review cuz Get I, out. <laughs> I listen I listen to that album uh I, that's the only album that I've ever live tweeted. <laughs> cuz yep. I listened to it and I was like this is so bad. So I that's started it bad. again and I, live I got that. It. You know what? I'm going to save my story for when we do it cuz I right. have a story about that. Um this one's right in your wheelhouse, my man. This is number 4, right? I don't four, know right? how much you love it. 
This is my track four. All right. But it's in your wheelhouse, so we'll see what your thoughts are. Go for it. Genesis. It's a remix. Land of confusion. What what remix is this? It's a remix. It's a remix. I don't know. Oh yeah, this is like a this is a big time remix. No, really. Yep. Is it just like an extended version? Yep, it's like a dance version. Oh yeah, it's a big really? time dance version of it. Yeah. Well then, you know what? That is good to know. Because now I will have to find out why I have that and not something else. Land of confusion. Yeah, okay, that's that's news to me. Now I'm all sad. Are you? Uh, no, I'm not. Um, I used to, I liked Phil Collins a lot. Like, my dad had lots of Phil Collins albums. But I never really listened to Genesis until, like, kind of in the 90s. And I think this is a glorious pop song. Well, and they had the fucking puppets in the music video. Oh, yeah, they had the, the, mm. the spitting image guys. And and uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, it's, I think it's a monster song. I'm, uh, I'm hopping over to YouTube. Yep. On the old iPad here. So I'll just uh Land of Confusion. I uh that was the Jermaine Stewart song that I played before where I started playing it and I'm like, this can't be uh like an eight minute song. This has to be shorter. And it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had the dance version. Alright, let's see. Are we gonna get an ad? No, here we go. Goody two shoes. Betty by Bullstein. <laughs> so, Re- oh, Reagan, Reagan and Nancy Reagan are in bed with a monkey. <laughs> like puppets of them. And then he goes to sleep and he's going to dream of. And I mean, there's lots of water going on him, I recall. Okay, so they have no extended intro. My intention was always to have the original. I always defer to the original version of tracks for the most part. So I'm going to seek that out. I'll just go buy it on iTunes. Of course. All right. Let's see here. So I'm going Your to... thoughts on Land of Confusion in terms of Genesis lore? Um, I like the video. It's not one of my favorite Genesis songs. No. Uh, it's... Uh, I mean, it's a fine song. But... Um... It's probably, if I was going to put a tape together of like 90 minutes of Genesis, I don't know if it would make the cut. No. Well, you said they dropped off at that point, so that would that might that might influence that. But the video is great. Yeah, it is. Those, those fucking Muppet Genesis figures. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Muppets. Uh, all right. So now we've, 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 we've been partying for a few songs. So, of course, we're going to get a little, we're not going to go power ballad yet, but we're going to get a little... Uh, Little take sun. It down a notch. Yeah, take it down a notch. Mid tempo rocker. This is one of my favorite eighty songs ever. It's a good song. Good old Nick Kershaw with Wouldn't It Be Good. I do enjoy this track. Just, just nice and relaxing. It's like I hear this like every so often, like every like 
eight years. Yep. Like, yeah, no, no, that's a good, good, good jam. Gonna hop forwards in there. There we go. Ah, uh, all right. I just Very played nice. that song. I think Very I, nice. I think I have that album. I probably paid a dollar for it. Why? I don't know. Like, well, I have the single. No. <laughs> that which should be enough, right? Like, yeah. You think like, it would? Oh, be I love, I love the, I love getting into uh, Nick Kershaw's deeper tracks. <laughs> so here, I have a question for you. Um, this is a little tangent, but it kind of fits based on some of the songs. So when you were um, in university. Yep. You and Mistopheles did a lot of uh, 80s mixes. You guys sought out 80s tracks. We did. And made tapes that you carried around in a case with you. We had if a... I remember correctly, you brought your tapes around. Here's what we did. We It was um, it was the winter of 97. Yep. And we were like, what can we... Uh, what are we going to give people for Christmas? We were okay. like, let's make 80s mixtapes. And then we were like, let's make 80s mixtapes of every 80s song we can find. Yeah. So I think we gave up when we got to fifty, but we had 50 so tapes. yeah, but we had so many tapes. We used to mix them over at his place off of like record and uh, dubbing from another tape, or you know, so you'd find things that already existed uh, in in in. Well, like he had an older sister. He had well, no he older has sister. an older sister. His dad had an extensive record collection too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we uh, and then we go to Value Village and find stuff, and that's when I started really getting into the forty fives. But yeah, yeah. We, we made we made about fifty mixtapes. Yes, which we carried around in a case. Yeah, you had one of those. You had a, it was like a leather little briefcase, you know, yeah. that had the, the 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 felt inside. Yep. Where you put the tapes in, it was quite quite. Uh, I remember you bringing that once to. You bring you brought that to something, some kind of function at U of M, and like we're like, hey, we got tapes of music. Yeah, you open up at U W. You open up the two latches. You're like, and uh, you open it up, and there are the tapes. There was a uh, there was an '80s dance at U of W. Yes, there was. So that's where we brought them. Yeah, I was at that one. Was... I remember that. Yeah, that was good. That's a good, uh, a good little. Uh, we're clearing that up. I just, I kind of wanted to know where you might have gotten some of the stuff from. Uh, where you mind? What you mind to get all that stuff? Because it's so much easier to get music now. Yes, it is. No, uh, it was um, a lot of uh, a lot of Value Village stuff. And then what we would do, uh, because there was a lot of songs that we we knew, but we didn't know who it was or know yeah. we knew it. So you'd buy, uh, I don't know, Rock 87 or something, right? Yes. And we would play it and we would just skip through the tunes. We'd, we'd go, okay, next tune. And we'd start listening. And if we... Oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah. It would be like, oh, fuck, we got to add that. We got to add that. And that's that's kind of how we got, got into it. Yeah, because you're remembering things that you heard when you were younger. Yeah. Because for those, I mean, we are um, in our late 30s. So the 80s are um, like a real formative age for, for us. I mean, you know, back then you heard what your parents were listening to, or in his case, what his older siblings were listening to, um, or things you might have seen on TV or on the radio. I I always found it interesting that the connection to some of the 80s stuff that I listened to is more in that like mega pop hits because that's all we heard. Yeah. I never heard like the stuff I'm talking about. I never heard ever. There was nowhere for me to hear it ever. It was the same with um, me. Like I, I'm very deep into '80s music now. Yeah, but I, but I didn't get deep into it until the late '90s. Yeah, because it was just not something. I'm early '90s. I didn't want to listen to anything '80s. No, 
<laughs> I was a teenager. I didn't want to listen to any of that. The one thing, stuff that I liked that previously. One thing that I find funny is that by about 95 or 96, 80s music became this genre of its own, and it was kind of a novelty to go out to 80s nights. Yeah. And there's no other decade that really has that. They, they uh, 90s to a certain extent, like there are 90s nights yeah. um, that happened that never took off quite like 80s. No. But, but 90s is kind of seen as a, a bit of a genre. But other than that, no one talks about like, oh, 2000s or, you know, they might say 70s, but most people just call it classic rock. Yeah. Or oldies. But, yeah. You know, and, and 80s kind of has that that um that ironic feel to it yeah it and a- and because i and it's just it's 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 just i guess it's wrapped up in everything from the music to the styles to the to the to the just the time period would kind of do that so yeah it's really unique in that way uh, just see what happens as we go forward and get older well 80s music is fucking old now like when you're driving around and you're listening to 80s music today with yeah. your kid in the car yeah, that's the same as when your parents were driving around listening to shit from the fifties and sixties with you and I car. know. Yeah, I know. It's nuts. It's craziness. All right. So track five for me. Um, this is where uh, probably rock band. Where <laughs> I'm serious. Where I was like, oh, that's these guys. Play it. So this is replacement. Alex Chilton. Fucking beauty. My favorite replacement song. I, I've listened to replacements. I, I don't love the replacements. Um, I liked Paul Westerberg's solo stuff on single soundtrack. That's about all I knew. I didn't. I'm like, who is this dude? When I heard that <laughs> in 1992, who's this fucking dude? I had no idea. I, you know, you read about them now, and you know they're like one of these legendary bands that did really nothing. But you know, Minneapolis, so. There you go. But yeah, Rock Band, I loved playing, singing this. I know you did. Playing it, this and Man in the Box, right? And 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 Sex on Fire. That's my, my triumvirate to Rock Band beauties. There we go. Yeah, I love it. It's about uh, the singer of Big Star, so there you go. I'm going... Oh. The Mats. I'm going to do two on this one and probably two on the next one. Go for it. Uh, just because then we'll be even. Because you I'll have kick n- back and listen. You have nine tracks in total, and I think I have 11 on this side. So Cool. Uh, let's see. So we just did Nick Kershaw. Okay, this song. I, I think for the longest time. First of all, when it came out, I didn't think much of it. Then I would have, I would have told you up until maybe five years ago. I'd have been like, that sounds fucking boring. Like, it sucks. It, I, I actually wouldn't say it sucked. I'd just say it was boring. Like, there's nothing yep. to it. And I don't know what happened one day, <laughs> but it hit me like a ton of bricks. This song is fucking awesome. I have excited. <laughs> My gosh, I kind of have that same feeling. It's it's ridiculous. Like I don't know, I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was like addicted it's a to love. Song. Robert Palmer, like, song. like it now. And oh, I, I I don't know what happened to me, but it was probably about like two or three years ago. 
it was playing. I think I was driving and it just started playing. <laughs> and I was like, this song and started bebopping. I was you? like, this song fucking rules. It's a good song. <laughs> and we like those sing-along parts. And of course, uh, wonderfully covered by Weird Al and addicted to Spuds. Yes, with one of my with one of my favorite lyrics. My favorite, uh, my favorite lyric in it: "Your yeah. greasy hands, your salty lips, looks like you found the chips." Addicted to Spuds. Yep. Uh, so, anyways, oh, oh, that is a great song. Um, I, I hear you on all of those uh, points. Definitely something I didn't give any thought to. But when you, upon you know, listening to it, it's it's quite good. So, my second one is a band that I absolutely had to have on this somewhere, and I actually chose I think another track altogether. But for time constraints, I was like, okay, I got to find something that's still almost as good, but it had to be shorter. Okay. So, here we go. So this is uh, the police. Yep. Track is when the world is running down. Actually, it's a longer title than that. You something or something. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah. Here we go. I don't like Sting, but I love the police. Fuck, you know what's funny is that the, I just saw the uh, the police are just sitting at the uh, stoplight here at Britannica and uh, St. Mary's. <laughs> nice. That. I, I remember I saw the police in 2007 when they did their reunion tour. Yeah. And it was like sting renditions of police songs. Kind of sucked. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, not very good. I also had a great t-shirt that had the, the picture of the police from... Um, Whatever album, uh, the, the one, the, the one with uh, "Don't Stand So Close to Me" on it. Okay. And it was so it was kind of a picture of that, and above it it said "Fuck the Police." <laughs> but anyways, I needed to have police oh, on here. I wanted to have King of Pain on here, but it was too long. It wouldn't have fit on the tape. Yeah, King of Pain. Uh, King of Pain was almost on mine. So, there you go. A great song. A great fucking song. So we're on your track All right, so six. This is where? What's that? Right. This is my track six, and this is gets a little embarrassing. Uh oh. Um, so in grade, I, I'm in grade six. So this is, uh, 1988, 89. Yeah. Yeah. 88-89. So this is probably September, October 88. And, um, the, the, the class does this newspaper and <laughs> they're, they, you know, the, some girls decide they're going to do some, a music chart and I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty terrible at this point. Uh, my, my musical inclinations are pretty suspect. Yep. And so at this point, um, I'm, 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 I'm really into some of my dad's records and I'm, I, I can't remember what record it was, but it had jump by the pointer sisters. Oh, so I'm like, Oh, I like jump by the pointer sisters. And what they did was I, they put it in the paper and then made sure everybody knew it was me who chose that song. <laughs> It was so lame. <laughs> of course, that number one was a song from this album that I'm going to play, but it's not the song, so just play the song. Oh, 
Oh yes, Mr. Brownstone by Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Appetite, a classic album that I completely missed. Completely missed it. And I was probably in prime, like I'm 11. I'm yeah. in prime, like to Guns N' Roses age. Completely yeah. missed it. It just didn't happen. Yeah, probably number one was Sweet Child of Mine. I like Mr. Brownstone best on that album because it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I probably didn't listen to them until um, Use Your Illusions came out. And I got, I think I got those and I, I like them, you know, November Rain and all that shit. But I missed it. I missed it completely. Probably one of the worst misses. Ever? <laughs> music that I, that I missed. Absolutely. I didn't get a cassette single. And I and I I cassette singles like Enter Sandman. I at least had a few. I missed it. Terrible. So yeah, Guns N' Roses. This right album on. was so fucking big. So huge. Like just a big big deal. And so was Hysteria. Yep. <laughs> just crazy. And at least I got big. Hysteria. At least I in that same kind of time frame, so I have that going for me. All right, I will do. Uh, I'll do one here, and I'll do two next time, and then we'll be caught cool. up. Uh, this one I didn't know existed, to be honest with you, until uh, it popped up one day on my XM, listening cool. to the eighty station. Probably about I don't know, I don't know, maybe two thousand five, two thousand six. Um, yeah, but I've loved it ever since. <laughs> So this is some Romeo Void. The track I is. I love that sound. So it's the song. The track's called "Never Say Never," and we'll let it get to the chorus because there's two parts about the chorus that are amazing. Great. One is what she says, and then one is what comes after. Okay. Give it a second here. All right. This is a deep track. Here we go. Now here we go. Yes. <laughs> I just snuck in. A great song. That just that that sax just stuck the fuck in. Yep. That's great. This is like this is the deep cut. Oh uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. Super saucy. So that's Romeo Void. Nice. All right. I'll be, I'll be as soon as I, I get uh, as soon as we're done here. I'll be I'll be checking that out. Yep. Good stuff. Uh, you're on your track eight or seven? Track seven. We're on track seven. Eh? Okay, good. So here's another one. That, here's a. This is a. This is a group I missed. Now I, I was. Um. Listen to a lot of hip hop, in early teens. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> N.W.A. Digital Underground. You know, Twin Hype. All that stuff. But I, I, you know, and of course, I. It started with Young MC and. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince and, you know, you know, rap tracks. Um, I had one song by this group that I liked and it was the most, um, uh, 
visible song that, of course, a white kid in suburban Canada <laughs> would listen to. But here is a song that I, I years later heard, and I love it, and uh, let it run, and we'll talk a bit more. Whoops. <laughs> That's oh. side A track seven. Uh, <laughs> yes, Falco. <laughs> Falco, <laughs> hey, here we go. <laughs> here we go. That's when the MC runs house. You, you don't say. Yeah. <laughs> um, 88, tougher than leather. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I listened to Walk This Way because I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's the only thing I heard of a Run DMC for years. Um, it's too bad because Run DMC was incredible. Incredible. Well, that Walk This Way, though, was like a big, big deal for both Run DMC and for the rap genre. Yeah. Like and oh, it, and, for, and for and for Aerosmith. Yeah, it, yeah, but it, it really it, their career. It really blasted off rap music in a big oh, way. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, I I could listen to Run DMC all day long. I love Run DMC. So good. DM- but again, kind of a late bloomer on Run DMC. Just missed it. Just just wasn't the right timing. DMC is playing here in Toronto at some point. Some nice. some like I think it's some charity thing. I'm not sure. I was advertised on the subway. Like DMC. All right. Yeah, well, there you go. Let's see. Track seven. Uh, so double it up. I will double up here. Double it. Oh, and I got two good ones for this double up. Excellent. Uh, I had to put this one on side two because I had, I had something similar on side one, but this is another pretty obvious one. Yes. <laughs> you thought of WrestleMania. So it's Philip Bailey with Phil Collins. Yes. So I had to. I actually had to like figure out how to squeeze it over to side uh, B because I had Mama on side A. Yep. Get away with it. Love it. There's not much Love to the song. It's pretty pretty standard, basic stuff, but it's fantastic. It's a great song. Uh, and then song number two is this one, and this one, I think this is gonna get a pop. Yes. Super <laughs> pop. Awesome, awesome, because it's a great song. It's a great movie. Yep. It's the you know they play it during the scene where they uh, where they tie up what's his name. Yeah. <laughs> the, the big brother. Who was it played by? It was. Uh... It was Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Josh Brolin. They they they, they tie him up. Yep. <laughs> uh, before they run out of the house and, and go on their little Goonie adventure. So good. All right, I have a few thoughts on this. All right. Uh, first of all, I cannot, I cannot state how much I adore Cindy Lauper. Um, <laughs> just the best and you know the the wrestling connection didn't hurt made her awesome um and that's later though, though it was awesome but she couldn't cut a promo for shit no, she was terrible but i'm just saying just for her like just the whole thing um i love this song and i love this song mostly because 
of the Goonies 2 video game. <laughs> I love this. I love the 8-bit version of this song. It's amazing. I love how this song is called Goonies Are Good Enough. It's not even about Goonies. It's just, it's a song that she had called Good Enough, where they tag Goonies R onto it, just to tie it into the movie. Of course. The title of the song just has Goonies in it, just because. Right. Not even about Goonies. Let's see what I can find here. Bear with me yes, for a second. Amazing. Oh, here we go. Ready? The video is classic. It's got wrestlers go. in it. My name is Cindy Lauper, and your name is going to be mud if you miss Saturday night's main event. Because if you don't wrestle, you don't rock. There you go. <laughs> I love that voice. If, if you don't wrestle, you don't rock, right? I love that voice. This almost made the cut for me. There's a Piper's Pit. Did you know that Cindy Lauper was on Piper's Pit? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm sure it was terrible. What's this one? So we're gonna go. Oh, well, it's a commercial first. Let's just fucking YouTube. Skip Come that on. shit. Yeah, give it to me for free, please. No, to be Wendy Richter, <laughs> who has taken the world's female heavyweight championship from the great Moolah, who is sitting in all her splendor. Now I want to show you a clip of what Wendy and the celebration party later, and then, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to show you the difference between you and I. I'm going to show you exactly why I'm Roddy Piper and you're not. I want you to take a look at Wendy Richter in all her splendor and as happy as she can be and then I will show you the truth brother <laughs> Cindy Lauper I'll tell you what you know about hits and tell me Cindy about looks lady, coked up here. Oh, God. She's a new lady champion, huh? She's a smash. She's the champ. She's exotic looking. She's strong. She has new ideas, new purpose, and new meaning. And she's going to give a jolt to women's wrestling like never before. Right. And I'm so proud of you. I know you are. You think you're so smart, huh? You see, I'm going to show you why I'm Roddy Piper and you're not. Next week on The Pit, man, I'm going to have the whole collage for you. All right. I think on next week's show, like a good wrestling promotion. Yep. (laughs) Classic. All right. So let's. Goonies are good enough. Fantastic. What a good choice. So we're going to track eight. Yeah, my track eight here. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I, you could just play it. All right. So this is uh, this is my deep cut. Uh huh. This is the wedding present, brass neck. Um, it's from 1989. Uh, I don't know when I got this song. I don't remember ever having it. I just start. I I. It was like a three star in my iTunes. And I was like, what is this? And I listened to them all. It's fucking good. <laughs> like, like literally last night. I'm like, well, let's fucking put it on, deep cut style. Uh, I don't know. I just think it's a good song. So. Not much to fun with this. But check it out if anybody wants to check it out. Wedding present. Brass neck. Oh, I like the bells. Yeah, it's got a little sassy little song. So there you go. <laughs> not a strong not a strong end, but just a good song, that's all. Uh alright, here's uh mine. I don't know what I don't know what reaction this one's gonna get. It gets a great one for me, but we'll see. Okay. Josie's on a vacation. Yeah, 
Yes. Here's some some har <laughs> harmony right here. Yes. Beauty. I figured this this feels left field. Left field. Uh, the outfield. The outfield. This yeah. feels like like um, a really good home stretch song. Like you're almost yep. done the mix. Yep. We're 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 just you know we're just at the end here or pretty yep. much at the end and uh, here's what we're gonna play. It's a nice. Uh, we we used to go to uh, the '80s night at the Palladium on Saturdays. Yeah. And uh, again, me and Mustaf and some other people. That's where they used to play whoop ass on the. Uh, they take our wrestling yes. videos and they'd yes. actually play them on the big screen because the DJ uh, was a good dude. Plus, he uh, for a while was going out with Lauren's sister. Okay. So he'd play anything we wanted. He'd play our wrestling on the big screen, and then near the end of the night, he'd always play the outfield. Nice. Perfect. Which is totally not like an 80s night song, but... No. It's a nice soft rock kind of tune. It is. So anyways, that's the outfield. Good. All right, I'm wrapping mine up. Yep. Uh, I cheated a little bit. First of all, um, I went 89, then I went back to 88. Ooh. Ooh, um, all right. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, you'll allow it. Um, Just play it, and then we'll talk. All right. So this is track nine. Beauty. Yeah. Got some steel drum in there. Yep. So Jane's addiction, Jane says. Um, another reason I cheated on this is I actually had, like, I, I was big into this song in about 1997 when Jane's addiction uh, put out their kettle whistle album. This, they did, a, they had a live version of Jane says from about this time period on there. And I had this as, uh, it was probably one of my songs I put on my top 30 of the year, all sorts of stuff. But I had to go back and do it. I couldn't not include it. It's probably one of my favorite songs of all time. And um, it's an 80s song that I didn't listen to in the 80s, but I, I fucking love this song. It's a nice closer, too. I mean, I know you got one more special track, but... Yes. No, this is a definite, this is a definite closer song. And I stayed away from Pixies, uh, 80s Nirvana, but... I had to go with this because it was too good to pass up. So, uh, Jane says, if, if uh, all the multitudes of listeners have not heard it, go listen. Please. Now, fade that out. And uh, you, we last week I opened my um, my uh, mix with a little uh, cassette tape staple. And, and now, of course, when you're done your cassette tape, this is what you hear. There you go, the XDR tone burst <laughs> to end off the 80s mix of the Poop Man. And I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, mine is not nearly as, uh, uh, well, it's, I mean, I think I would like to think that Jane Says is relatively well known, um, yeah. but it's not as well known as this one. This one's pretty obvious, and it's right. uh, the end, the end of the night. Got to yeah. slow it down one more time, right? Good. Here we go. Excited. Got a picture of your house. Yes. You're standing by the door. It's black and white and faded. <laughs> by the way, 
I think this is like about his kid, right? Yeah. So he writes this song, and it's like a pretty damn good like power ballad. Yep. On an album called Cherry Pie. I know, right? Oh man. Yeah, this is the kind of song. End of the night, the, the last dance. Oh my God, yes. The hands on the shoulders, and the hands on the hips, arms extended. Of course. It's the way to do it. Here we go. Oh God. I love that we're ending the podcast on this. I have to say three three um, power ballads that that are kind of funny. Yep. Um, because they're like, oh, power ballad and romantic, blah, 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 right? So one is this one, which is about his kid. Yep. The second one is uh, Wind of Change, which is about the Berlin Wall. Yes. And the third one is Tears in Heaven, which is about his fucking kid that died. I know. And people are dancing and smooching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember Wind of Change. Wind of Change is great because I remember uh, dating this girl and I was in probably grade nine grade nine grade 10 no it's grade nine 1992 and um and i remember she wrote the lyrics to wind of change out to me <laughs> and like gave it to me she wanted to teach you about uh history i guess and communism thought that it was i don't know i honestly i don't know and i was like wow i just was so glad to have a piece of paper with her writing on it yeah <laughs> that i was like i was like i didn't even care because it was kind of like, I guess it was kind of our song when we go to Norbury dances. Oh, yeah? And dance to it. <laughs> I had another girlfriend write out the lyrics to um, Two Princes to me once. Really? Yeah. Was she trying to yeah. tell you something? I don't really know. It's like, it's like, is there someone else? Yeah, and I think one time I wrote the lyrics out to a song by Mother Lovebone to somebody. Oh, my God. I never wrote lyrics to anything, I think, to, out to anyone. Oh, that, I just thank God that I didn't write my own lyrics out to somebody because that would have been truly embarrassing. <laughs> At least with somebody else's. Um, so I guess Heaven, that's, Warrant, I guess, I guess that's it, right? That is all. This stuff is going to be on Tapely, I think. I, I'm going to put a Tapely playlist together tomorrow. And uh, I, saw, and I see you have an account too, so you can do the same thing. Yeah, so we'll we'll do that and we'll advertise that on the old Twitter site at Mezzan Nine Sleep over on over on the Twets. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get it, get it, get it out there. Um, yeah. And uh, by the way, if anyone out there, and I know, I know, there's a few people that listen to this. If there's anyone that wants to either uh, recommend or request kind of a music playlist that we, for us to review, or or can, something or, else to re- or something else to review, or or wants to actually uh, also give some uh, of their own thoughts for music, we'll we'll talk about it on here. Absolutely, we will. So, hell, with the Skype thing, maybe we can get a guest. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. Anybody's welcome. So, anyways, uh, we'll let the song uh, fade out because we're only 30 seconds away. All right, good. And uh, we'll see you all probably in about a week's time. All right, see you next time. All right.